0: Hey, what's up? Uh, This is episode two of the Butcher Bordello of Blood podcast. I'm uh, Zach Butcher. As always, I've got my hetero life mate and uh, partner, Blade Brown. And uh, this week, we're joined by our guest, John Brennan, the fifth member of Typo Negative. Dude's got the thickest New York accent I've ever heard. What's up, John?
1: (laughs) How you doing? I I live in Astoria. I know Peter Steele was born somewhere around here.
0: Yeah, dude. I I live and die for Typo Negative, and Blade Brown fucking hates him. I do. (laughs) Butcher,
1: You hate them? I do. Oh, how could you hate... You know, that one line delivery where he's like, on the whole milk-white neck. He like like throws the K so hard. It's so good.
2: Uh, My brooding goth shit is The Cure. I can't do anything else, man.
1: Oh, I love The Cure, too. Disintegration, all that shit. I'm into it. Incredible
2: band. Butcher, (laughs) back up a little from your microphone.
0: Oh, sorry, man. It's because I'm sitting all weird. Yeah. So, um... John, what's going on? How you uh how you been? How are you enjoying the this is what, week three of the last drive in? Uh
1: this will be uh this will be episode four or week four.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So um last week was uh class of nineteen eighty four, right? Or no. was that yeah. the week before? What was last week? Last oh week my was God. Mother's Day, right? Mother's Day No, that's uh, the no, first week. Mother's Day was week. the intro. The first week was Mother's Day and House by the Cemetery. Second week yep. was audition in Class of 1984. Last yeah. week was uh, Bride of Reanimator. Oh, And yeah. uh, what the fuck was the second one? Oh, my God. I, didn't, I wasn't going to watch it. It was that New Zealand
0: one. one. It was oh, a Next New Zealand, Zealand movie. I love yeah. Next to Kin.
1: Oh, Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I, So I usually watch along every single time because I, if, even if I wasn't on the show, I, I'm a fan I've always been a fan of Joe Bob, and I would yeah. tweet along like anybody else. So last week was very upsetting because I wasn't able to join in and live tweet. So I was uh, unsure of what the movies are. This week is uh, excellent. Actually, every single episode this year, to me, is excellent. Like yeah. sometimes people, you know, talk about the clunkers, this and that. I, I-, I haven't seen a clunker, I-, I, don't- I don't know, maybe ever. I might have a <laughs> shitty taste. I don't know.
2: Hell <laughs> comes to Frogtown. Yeah.
0: Oh like that that's one? a great one. No, I what? Ah, oh. <laughs> so my uh my dad was at a horror movie convention several years ago and everyone was there to meet um they were all there to meet oh my god, the the wrestler, the dude from Hells Come to Frogtown. Um Roddy uh, Roddy five. Roddy. Thank you. Everyone was there to meet Rowdy Roddy Piper, and they all had copies of They Live, or they had wrestling stuff. And my dad handed him a copy of Hell Comes to Frogtown, and he's like, What the fuck is. Are you serious? And my dad's like, I love this movie. He's like, No one knows I made this movie. He's like, My wife didn't find out I made this until like a year ago. And he's <laughs> oh. like, So will you sign it? And Rowdy Roddy's like, I'll sign it, but I'm really sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that movie is funny. Like, all the. Sh- I don't care. Like, all the stuff with. Uh the woman who played Red Sonia, right? She, she, yeah. she was in the... Co- She's funny with him and they are doing the thing with the chastity belt and all that. I thought that was really good. Like, a lot it, of those B-movies, you don't get character development like that.
0: I think Hell Comes to Frogtown was like... I mean, like, I love Mad Max Fury Road and I like Mad Max as a series, but I think Hell Comes to Frogtown is like the weird abortion of, like, Mad Max. Like, it's the cool B-movie version of what could have been, you know?
1: Well, if you threw in some high-level car chases in that movie, like a Mad Max or a Road Warrior, Frogtown would have been a Justice Classic. It's just unfortunate they probably didn't have the budget, so they just had to to walk around everywhere.
0: (laughs) All of their money was spent on this dude that's a wrestler. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I loved it. I'm sorry that you didn't
1: like it.
2: Oh, it's fine. I also didn't like pieces, and everybody hated that opinion of mine.
1: Oh, I love pieces too. See, I'm I I'm, a <laughs> I'm a trash it, man. I'm a trash man. I didn't get pieces. But uh, so
2: I'm gonna throw this up uh, because we put up an episode last night. I'm probably not gonna throw this up tonight. So if you want to talk about tonight's movies and everything, you can because it'll go up way after the fact.
1: Uh, I'm still gonna stay mum only because you guys, you know, yeah. you need to be surprised right. too. And I All know right. you watch. I appreciate Enough. that. Yeah, I appreciate what? that.
0: <laughs> As soon as this is over, I'm going to turn on the TV well, and watch actually, the countdown. One, so
1: one, one, okay, since it's going to go up after the episode, one was loosely announced, I'll say, by Joe Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave a hint on his Yeah, channel. the new
2: movie's coming up.
1: The, the the brand new movie, it's a premiere called Fried Berry, and yeah. it's from New Zealand, I believe. I haven't seen it, and I'm really excited to watch it live because I heard it's wackadoo, and that's right up my alley, so I'll Yeah. Yeah, Fried berry uh, 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 world premiere, essentially, I believe.
2: Oh, wow. Is that uh, movie one or two?
1: That's movie one, I think. Um, and movie two, I can't say, but it's – I love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. See, I started you, a new uh...
2: schedule, and I have to go to bed during movie one now. <laughs> oh, time, man. So I don't get to stay up for movie two anymore.
1: Ah, oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I know what cool. that's like. I, 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 <laughs> I used to be. Uh, I used to have a nine to five, and it was soul sucking. But now I'm, a, I'm, just a weirdo. Who now you're living the dream, a.m. man. <laughs> 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 yeah, I switch
2: schedules in about a month, so I go back to the nocturnal creature shit, so I can. Start I like nocturnal, again. You're
1: right? I mean, yeah. it's sometimes you, I don't. I don't start getting going till seven p.m. It's weird. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. Oh man, that's brutal. I I'm an old man. I'm like eight a.m. is sleeping in for me. Yeah, I am. I am old. <laughs>
1: well, when I have to be up, I mean, I'll get up. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and I yeah, know that yeah, this yeah. is really exciting for your audience—the sleeping habits of uh, John Brennan. But <laughs> I, I, like, if I have to get up, I'll adjust really quickly in a couple of days. Like, if there's a shoot or whatever. But uh, for the most part, if I'm able to stay up until four in the morning and wake up at like ten, eleven, uh, that's my yeah. golden. That's my golden time. Hell yeah! yeah. I
0: function Hell perfectly yeah. on that schedule. <laughs> yeah. So um. Real quick, we'll go through the you know'll we'll, we'll go through like the steps. Um, so the first question we always ask is uh, what's your earliest memory of horror and what's your earliest memory of the art that you make? So for you, you know, we could either talk about movies or we could oh. talk about music you know we can we can go as deep as you want.
1: Oh, I know I already got the two answers so Hell yeah. the first part the uh, the earliest memory of horror. Is actually Michael Jackson's thriller that I can remember really um, scaring me in like a, a nonsensical way. Like I, I, yeah. I loved Michael Jackson, I loved all that stuff, but when it came time to start watching that video, I flipped out, and I was a little kid. Yeah, and uh, but all the other kid, little kids seemed to love it. Uh, but I couldn't even look at it. Like I, I would, I would run screaming out of the room. They tried to put it on at a birthday party once, and I, I ran over the cake or something. It was horrible. <laughs> so, Thriller to me was like a really, really early. I mean, I'm, there may have been others before that, but I remember that scared me the most. And it was, it didn't make sense to me because it was someone that I loved, Michael Jackson at the time. I loved yeah. his music. So that to me was like the first time that I was like, oh shit, shit, shit could get scary. Even if you love it, it doesn't make any sense. And now, looking back, my actually, my girlfriend just brought home a VHS copy of Thriller, hell um, yeah, to, from her storage unit. Yeah, it's a am- me. It looks amazing. It is the making of is on it too. And you know, looking back now, it's a masterpiece of of mm-hmm. short horror, like the the way Landis directed it and all the creature, like the you know the eyes at the end, the werewolf, all that shit. Amazing. So that's my that's- first horror.
0: Man, that's so wild, because it's like, everyone always talks about it, but everyone only ever talks about it in, like, a positive light. So hearing someone be like, yeah, it was cool, but it made me piss my pants, like, that's the... (laughs) Because you don't, you know, like, when those zombies
1: start moving closer, and, uh, you know, somehow I would, like, catch glimpses of it through my fingers and stuff, uh, trying to close my eyes, but, uh, yeah, that one was fucking creepy as shit. The one (laughs) after that that really killed me was The Exorcist. I mean, I... In the fourth grade, I watched The Exorcist uh, because it was the first summer that I was like hanging out with boys and girls. And there was this girl, Jessica, that I wanted to impress. And she suggested, let's watch The Exorcist. And I was like, sure. bad fucking idea i didn't sleep i didn't sleep for two months man my mother she she started having a nervous breakdown I, i would like cry in the hallway i would try to sleep in her room she made me sleep in my brother's room it was like and then finally one day she just woke up out of like a deep sleep while i was crying and she grabbed me and she screamed it's too late the devil is already in you and then she put me back in my room and I never fucking had a bad night's sleep ever again.
0: Holy shit. <laughs> oh
1: my god. <laughs> but that was a great psychological trick she pulled because she had, she was at the end of a rope. She tried everything. And don't get yeah. me wrong, she really tried to console me. She tried to explain to me that the devil maybe didn't exist or whatever it was. And then yeah. finally it was like, no, no, no. If this kid's afraid of the devil and it's already in him, maybe psychologically he'll think, yeah, it doesn't matter. Everything's cool. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: man yeah <laughs> sorry this or, uh, turned into something. a therapy no, no, dude. No, no. No, dude. I, I,
1: I'm not saying that is like a, a slight against my mother I think that's yeah. a brilliant psychological yeah. trick to pull on a kid because uh, you know it's like I really sat back and I was like if the devil's in me and I'm cool then it's too late I'll just go to sleep and I'll just live my life
0: yeah <laughs> you know? I uh Damn, I so I was like I don't know eight or nine when I like remember like being truly afraid of Freddy Krueger, and then when I was ten, we moved from uh, Ohio to Chicago, and the library that I went to was on Elm Street, and I was like you know I was a little kid I thought the library was super cool, and I was like I can't go the library because I'm on Freddy Street and then fast forward like a year I'm still scared of it my dad's at a horror movie convention and he meets Robert England and he's like hey will you talk to my kids on the phone my youngest son's a big fan my younger brother and he was like my oldest son's afraid and he's like oh yeah totally and then my brother is like oh this is so cool and they talks to me and he's like he flips on the Freddy voice and he's like I've got your father in hell he's mine now and I'm like 10 or 11 like sobbing in the car because Freddy Krueger killed my dad, and he's like, hey, have a great day. It was really nice to meet you, Matt. And my dad's like, oh, okay. And my mom's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like screaming at my dad on the phone.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's amazing.
0: Dude, Robert England. like, I doubt I will ever meet that man, but he wrecked my life at an early age, and I love him dearly. <laughs> yeah,
1: man, speaking of uh, Elm Street, there was an Elm Avenue in my town. I wouldn't even go on that. Forget about the yeah. Street.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. no, fuck that. It's close enough. That shit was
1: scary <laughs> as fuck, man. Even Elm Avenue's got Freddy.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, so then the second part of your question was, what was... This the earliest
2: memory of the art that you make.
1: Oh, the art that I make. Okay, this is, an, uh, yeah. this is another interesting one. Uh, it, this isn't real art, but it was the first time that I ever remember actually creating a song. And mm-hmm. uh, it was in kindergarten. Me and my friend Frankie both had a crush on this girl named Jamie. And um, for some reason, to impress her, we made up a song called Jamie Poops All Day Long. She Never Stops Pooping. And we sang it to her, and we did it like a performance. It was like a musical number. There was like we would yeah. sing it, we would take turns, and then in the middle there was like a fart solo, and we were like, uh, <laughs> they'd like clap it and shit. And uh, needless to say, she didn't like it.
0: Yeah. So neither yeah.
1: of us, neither of us had a Valentine that year.
0: <laughs> what do six year old girls know, man? Come on. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, somebody writes a song for you, even if it's called Jamie Poops All Day Long, she never stops pooping. It's still, a, that's still a really uh, flattering thing. Yeah, a hard thing. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, that was like the real first time I ever, remember. we like worked on it too. It's like, hey, maybe yeah. if I say the pooping here and you say the pooping and then I'll repeat pooping, you know, it was like, <laughs> it was like a really good collaboration.
0: Damn, that's, I mean, that were kind of rules, man.
1: Oh, so, really um,
0: <laughs> So, uh, did you moving forward from that was were you doing music like you know like in middle school and high school or was it you know like later on how did that kind of linger into it
1: okay uh well I would sing to myself all the time anyway like I you know I would always be like sponge and then I would constantly be like blurting out clips of things that I heard on the radio or whatever this kid at baseball once is like Every time I see you, you're singing. Like, what the hell are you – what's wrong yeah. with you? And I'm like, I just like to sing, man. I'm like, you know, <laughs> any way you want it, that's the way you get it. You know, I just, like, sing whenever. So um, that stayed with me. And then in, uh, like, the fifth or sixth grade, I entered into this really, really, like, shitty uh, band called Bloodshed. They were, like, hell a whole yeah. horror. Uh, and with these kids, um, they had, like, a band. And I got a guitar. But I didn't plug it in, and I would just sit there and I would play with them, right? And I would just play along, you know? But I I probably didn't make any noises at all. Like, they didn't hear shit. Um, And that was the first time where I'm like, I'm going to start writing lyrics. I'm going to start doing this. So I wrote, like, me and this kid sat down at a sleepover, and we wrote, like, 20 songs. Like, 20 lyrics. One of them was called Riding the Gun." Uh, one of them was called, like, uh, She Left Me. Like, so we wrote all these, like, faux, I don't know, at the time it was, like, glam metal and shit, so we wrote a lot of lyrics like those, you know?
0: Yeah. So that was the first time
1: it was, like, a real long session of, like, a really creative something.
0: That's fucking awesome, dude. Um, Yeah. And then from there, I just would
1: write on my own, like, poetry on my own. I started writing songs. And then, uh, in the sixth grade, I got a guitar, and I got, like, three lessons. I learned, uh, Louie Louie. You really got me the the Van Halen version, the way that he plays it, and um, Wild Thing,
0: hell yeah,
1: an all in bar chords. So once I learned the bar chords, I then started teaching myself like the open chords and stuff, and then I just started writing songs for real.
0: Yeah, right yeah. on, man. That's yeah, man. awesome. It wow. was great. I, I had a good childhood.
2: <laughs> have any of those survived to this day? Do you still have anything that you wrote? Oh, I have.
1: On? I have all the handwritten lyrics. I have all like the old stuff. I have actually recordings of, um, the earliest recordings I have is like in high school, like 10th grade or something like that. Okay. As far as recordings, but I have stuff from the sixth grade that I wrote and it's ridiculous. It's like, you know, little kid and I was still writing in cursive at the time. It's like really funny to look at. Hell Um, yeah. Yeah. I have like a a folder, like a thick folder. It's awesome.
0: Do you think that uh, you'll uh, you'll be able to work in Jamie poops? She never stops pooping onto the last drive-in.
1: I don't know about the last drive-in. <laughs> I gotta pitch that to uh, Joe Bob.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. Sometimes I think we're. I think he's wants to stay above the scatological humor in the bits, and then like in the <laughs> movies that can happen. But right. uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll pitch it to him though. That's a good idea. But I think one day I definitely will record a proper yeah. version with, like, an orchestra and, like, <laughs> horns and stuff.
0: <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome. And, I mean, like, the the stuff you do with Troma, like, I think Troma would definitely fit in a lot of that stuff. Like, Oh, I did all that kind of stuff with Troma. Like, um, when I
1: got to Troma, I wrote, uh, actually, one of my proudest moments and one of the first times I ever had, like, a really big creative thing happen to me with uh, a reputable company was um in Return to Return to Nukem High, a.k.a. Volume 2. That's one of Lloyd's movies. It's the second part of his two-part event movie, Return to Newcom High. Uh, there's a part in the movie where Lloyd, like Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs, he tucks his dick, yeah, and actually shows it on screen. And um, of course, they couldn't license Goodbye Horses because that shit's expensive as fuck. Of so <laughs> uh, uh, one of the guys who worked there at the time, Matt Mangerese who in connection to The Last Drive-in is the executive producer of The Last Drive-in, he started at Truman. That's how we met. So that's the trauma Connection. He asked me to write a knockoff of Goodbye Horses, and I made it happen. It, like, sounded pretty good. I got the drums right, and then I made a song called The Silence of the Ducks. (laughs) And Lloyd tucks his dick to it, and I was like, when I saw it on the big screen when it finally came out, I was like, oh, my God, it, like, happened. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Damn, that rips. (laughs) Yeah,
1: dude. It was fucking awesome.
0: So as far as I know, like, based on... um based on, like, what IMDB and Wikipedia tell me, so, like, 2001 is when you would have started with Troma?
1: No, no, no. So I, I graduated high school. i um, high school. I graduated college in 2001. Then I lived okay. in L.A. for, like, eight and a half years, trying to write and doing, like, not. I didn't sell a goddamn thing. Sure. Then I came back to New York, and I got involved with Troma in, like, 2014.
0: Okay, okay. Really? Yeah, or
1: 2013. So- 2013 or 2014?
0: So, My Dream of Three-Way is from 2001, and then Troma <laughs> Horror my, Boobs in 2014.
1: My, yeah, yeah. To, that, uh, my Dream of Three-Way is my college thesis. That was like, Hell it was yeah. like a 35, 40 minute... Uh, I should have made it a feature at the time, because I definitely could have, and everybody was down, but I just, you know, short, and I hated yeah. film school, so I wanted to get it <laughs> over with. Uh, but, yeah, My Dream of Three-Way. Actually, I should get that. My, the reason why My Dream of Three-Way isn't online is because it's all pop songs. Like, Prince oh. is in there, all that. Yeah. And they took it off of YouTube. Maybe I could get it on Vimeo and they don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, Vimeo. I'm convinced is like the cool guys' place. You know, like you can yeah. lo- upload an entire movie on Vimeo, and they're just like, "Yeah, you know, so they're doing it for art." And then YouTube's <laughs> like, "No, dude, the Red Hot Chili Peppers will sue us. Get the fuck out!" Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, man. I got clipped uh, for a trauma thing that I created that Lloyd gave me permission to put on to my YouTube page, Kabuki Man's Cocktail Corner, this web series that we did. Yeah, and uh, this company claimed it cop it's copyright and i had to fight him i had to like write letters and shit yeah Uh, and i'd never even heard of him lloyd never heard of him it's just like people just claiming anything that they want now
0: damn dude that's fucking wild that's that's so weird too because like my understanding of trauma is that like lloyd kaufman has been trauma since like the dawn of man you know yeah so someone else to be like oh no dude this kabuki man thing is us like yeah how (laughs) <laughs> I don't.
1: I don't know. It, it might have been. I don't know. Like something somewhere along the lines. Like somebody thought a song sounded similar that we used. Right. Something, you know. Whatever yeah. it might be. It's idiotic. But uh, yeah, Lloyd. Speaking of Lloyd, starting from the dawn of time. Yeah, nineteen seventy four. uh uh is when Troma started. So mm-hmm. they're creeping up on their fiftieth anniversary for Troma yeah. Entertainment.
0: And I think it's wild that to like line up. With what you just said, like we are nearing fifty years of trauma, and then you read like the real news, quote unquote, and they've got the dude from Game of Thrones talking about a toxic Avenger remake. Oh yeah, and I'm like, this is insane. This is insane. (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) it's gonna be so cool. The guy uh, who's writing and directing it, Maken Blair. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys know him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a great choice. I mean, you can tell already that he's going to be a huge talent like for a long time. So have, yeah. have him do this and to do it with Legendary, who owns the rights to like Godzilla. They just put out Godzilla and Kong. So they're going to do Toxie, I think, in a bigger way. They'll tone down some of the more... I won't say the gross-out stuff, but maybe some of the more tawdry things, like uh, sure. when he says 12 years old and whatever. Remember yeah. the prostitute... You know, there's yeah. some fucked-up shit in that movie that shouldn't be in a mainstream <laughs> movie.
0: Well, like, oh, no, 12 years old to... and
1: only $12. That was
0: it.
1: <laughs> so fucked up.
0: I, I remember one of the later ones, maybe it was, like, Toxie 3 or 4, but I remember, like, uh, he went into, like, a... It was probably a chicken restaurant, you know, being trauma. but he like put someone's head in a deep fryer and I was just like, "Damn, this is insane." Like I oh, was you know, like that... 13.
1: I think that happens in one. He like crushes. Is it in the, the first one? Over... Okay. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. also sma- smashes the guy with the the milkshake uh Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: god. <laughs> yeah, there's some good stuff in there.
0: Speaking of Macon Blair, un unrelated to you, but I uh, <laughs> off-screen, I have a framed green room poster. Oh, great. I Dude, I, Jeremy Saulnier rules, making Blair rules, you know, I, I will do, if that man's like, look, I'm making 12 Toxie movies, I'll see every fucking one of them. Like, I I am willing to.
1: (laughs) If the guy was like, I'm remaking Steel Magnolias, I'd be like, I'm there.
0: Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, tying, tying in back to you, uh, where are you at on like, Punk, You know, cause I mean like green room, I love green room. Uh, apparently some people don't consider it a horror movie. Fuck them. I don't give a shit what they idiots. say, but yeah. yeah, yeah, they're idiots, but it's like a punk horror movie. And I think that trauma, you know, even the people that are like, okay, I don't like trauma. Like they are like punk filmmaking, you know, like it sure. always stays true. And then like, as far as the music goes, are you, are you into that? You know, I know we kind of joked Absolutely. about typo, but like,
1: yeah, do you I, have I'm a history with me- that? Uh, for me, all music is valid. I don't care what sure. it is. The, the, like, I love c- country music. I love techno. I love stuff that people hate. Like, I love experimental stuff. So with punk, I'm not like the most learned person, but I sure. I, I love like like one of my favorite records of all time is Wire by Pink Flag.
0: Yeah, I mean, Pink yeah.
1: Flag by Wire, or yeah, Wire I do what you mean. Pink it's Flag, fine. whatever yeah, the fuck it yeah. is. And um, <laughs> like you know, the Damned, like uh, you know, the Germs. I love all that shit. I love fucking. Uh, Ramones, Circle Jerks, all that shit, man. I could go on forever and ever about how much I love it. But uh, am I, would I consider myself a punk? No, I I, I sort of, what I like to do with music and movies and also spirituality is pick the best stuff from each little category and just make my own version. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I can't really be so astute to like what it's like to be the you know uh new york hardcore or like diy scene stuff some of it i could do because i uh, yes troma is very ensconced in punk i mean they are still punk to this day because it's like what's more punk than being anti-establishment for 50 years
0: yeah yeah and i I mean like i there there's so many like I, I don't know I you see all these companies that like they grow or they kind of like leave things behind and then there's companies like Troma where like that's always what it's going to be and even the people that have like moved on to bigger things those people are still doing it you know James Gunn is going to make movies for fucking Marvel and Disney but James Gunn is also like yeah uh Michael Rookers in all of my movies or you know like these references he to the cameo you know he yeah you yeah. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, it's it's so wild to me. And I think that's really fucking cool. And I think it's really cool that you're, um, I like Blade Brown's pink mood lighting. Uh, yeah. I think it's really cool that you, uh, you know, you're doing similar things with, like, what you're doing with your music. You know, the there's electronic parts. The the Joe Bob thing is very, like, country. Um, you know, you've got songs that are more punk. You've got songs that are, like, comedic and, like, a, frank zappa or weird alway and it all just kind of like blends in this nice smooth thing
1: wow thank you i appreciate that i mean with my like okay my favorite i'll just rattle off some of my favorites of all time and you can see why i became like a genre hopping uh uh, songwriter is it's uh frank zappa ween the beatles wu-tang clan iron maiden madonna liz fair fish grateful dead Wu-Tang Clan again, like, I could go on and on with it, and that's, there's, like, it's just so different, each thing is so different, yeah. and I, I mean, look, I've seen a fish 88 times live, yeah, yeah, and some people would make fun of me for that, but fuck you, dude, that was, like, some of the best parties I ever went to, <laughs>
0: get out of here, Blade, Blade's got, like, six psychopathic records tattoos, and I make fun of them, like, okay. every day that we're alive,
1: <laughs> I
2: had one, <laughs> but... <laughs> No, yeah, still, I'm a born and raised Michigan juggalo. I can't really escape from that.
1: See, even with the, uh, uh, what's that song? Is like, how many times did I ask myself why? How many, why, times? How many <laughs> times did I cry? That's such a great song, and it's in my head forever. Until the day I die, I'll be able to recall yeah. that. That's a
2: fucking deep cut, man. Like, that's impressive.
1: Yeah. I, I, my brother loves Insane Clown Posse. And, and, you know, like, that's another thing. Like, I, I was sort of a dick, like, when I was in high school. And my brother would put on stuff like, system of a down, insane clown posse, Atari Teenage Riot. I'd be like, what is this shit? But now all these years later I tell him, Man, you were right. Right. Fucking system of a Down rules. Insane clown posse is awesome. Like I'm into it.
0: There there's definitely stuff that like I regret that I like shit on with my younger brother. Cause and I mean like it's not quite the same like system of a down, you know, They're fucking awesome, but it was like, I hated My Chemical Romance when they were, like, getting big, and I was just like, yeah, you know, Three Cheers is the only good album, and now I'm just like, I would die for that band, (laughs) like, and I'm like, took me, like, 16 years, but yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, I
1: would go see them in a heartbeat, you know, it's like. Yeah. It's sometimes when it's when it's everywhere and omnipresent, it's just sometimes you get inundated with it too much. And then you're like, fuck right. this thing. I don't want to hear it right now. But then yeah. in, in hindsight, you sit back and there's a reason why it was everywhere. So,
0: yeah. 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 Um, so you're, uh, we, we just covered your history with music a little bit. Um, how did you, you said you moved a few times when you moved back to New York, how fast was it for you? Like getting in with, Trauma, or did you do something prior to trauma where you were no, like I, hey you know I'm doing this what are you guys in yeah I,
1: I actually didn't go straight to trauma. I had saved up a couple of bucks and I moved in with my parents to save on rent like when I first got back yeah. uh, from LA and I was like you know what I have some money I'm not fuck it I'm not ashamed I, I, I failed out in LA but I want to continue to try and from my parents basement I'm going to go to like comedy school and meet a bunch of people, network, get a job, and get the fuck out. So that's what I did. And uh, basically I went to like uh, UCB, which is the Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, I took like all the sketch comedy classes there. I went to the pit. I took all the classes there. I went to the magnet. I took all the classes there. I met a shitload of people, people that I still work with to this day.
2: And Mm
1: -hmm. uh, because I was doing that and because it was like free – I was of the mindset that I'll give myself over to whatever. So I did a bunch of stuff with people for free. uh, Mm -hmm. And that was really valuable to me because I had never done that in LA. I was just very like, I'll never do anything without getting paid. And I just didn't meet enough people. and That's why I had to come back. So then once I had that mindset of doing stuff for free, I saw Lloyd Kaufman tweeted, Hey, we're looking for, uh, editing volunteers. And while I was at UCB and stuff, I was also working on a public access TV show. I learned how to edit. I learned how to direct. I learned how to do all kinds of shit in the studio. So I was like confident, like, I think I could get this like volunteer editing position at Troma. And I went, I showed, yeah, I showed them a couple of my music videos and I got the gig. Now it was free, but that Mm -hmm. pumped me into a whole group of like artists and people who were trying to do shit in the industry. And I still work with some of them to this day. Like I said, Matt Mangerides at the time, who's the executive producer of The Last Drive In, he was the head of Trauma Team Video at, and if so if I didn't take that free uh, editing gig for Lloyd and doing like his make your own damn movie YouTube lessons, I would have never been on The Last Drive In.
0: Yes. Yeah, right you know? on. Yeah, right dude. On. So
1: so in 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 the end, sort of what I would say to like aspiring filmmakers or musicians or whatever is is don't listen to people who would say don't do anything without getting paid, especially when you're starting out. Sometimes give you time for free, and it's worth it to do that because the valuable thing is meeting people. Honestly, yeah. it's meeting people, and they remember you. If you do a good job, they'll say, hey, come on, I'm doing this other thing. You, you know how to drive a truck or whatever it might be. You know how yeah. to write a song. You know how to make a pizza.
0: So Hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, So uh, with... Like with the last drive-in, I met Joe Bob a couple years ago at like a convention in uh, in Ohio, and uh, he he was like, "Yeah, you know, John did this job that was completely unrelated to the music, and then he <laughs> wrote a song." And I was like, "Yeah, this rules." Can he just be our music guy? Is that true? Did you? Uh, it's
1: very very close to the to the truth. So, um, I was hired to like help on Joe Bob mm-hmm. before. I was the theme song guy Or the music guy And uh I was basically hired As like a production Coordinator Production manager Whatever But at the first marathon Was like a rinky dink Small thing And we all did it For the passion None of us really got paid Sure Um It was really crazy So like before that Like I knew Yuki Through Shakespeare's Shitstorm and I brought him, like, I told them about him, and they hired him. So there was, like, stuff before. But then, as they were developing it, again, Matt and Justin, Justin Martel, who also worked at Troma, who's the executive producer of The Last Drive-In, they were both like, hey, why don't you try this uh, demo for the show? Because they knew I did music. And I was like, awesome, I'll try it out. And uh, just really luckily, they all liked it. Yeah, and Austin yeah. Austin called me, like, 24 hours after I had submitted it. He's like... He's like, if you do this, 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 it's gonna be the a, a, a theme song. And basically, yeah. he just wanted me to like add a slide guitar, put in a jaw harp, and like speed up the tempo slightly so it's only a minute long. And that yeah. was it.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, dude, that rules.
1: Yeah, yeah it was it was a wild time. And uh, so then through that, the, through the theme song. Um, they uh, Joe Bob wanted to do a song from the Legend of Boggy Creek, right? Which was nobody sees the flowers but me. And he wanted Lyle Blackburn, the cryptozoologist who came on as the guest on that episode, he wanted him to sing it. But he couldn't travel with a guitar or something, and there was a reason why. And so Austin was like, hey, why don't you do it to me? And I was like, yeah, I'll bring my fucking guitar. I'll do it. (laughs) Shit, yeah, man. And I did it. And Joe Bob had such a good time. That was actually the first time that I met Joe Bob. I walked into the room to rehearse. Uh, Nobody sees the flowers but me. And uh, I was nervous, but he was like, all right, let's do this, and we, like, did it. We played it, and it was really good. And then he turns to me, he's like, who are you? <laughs> 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 and I told him, like, oh, I work at about do this, that, the other thing. And uh, it came out pretty fun, and, and the fans had a good reaction. So the next season, he's like, I-, I want you to write a fit song from the 50s, and I want you to do this or that. So it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, right on. Yeah. So every time that there's a song on the show, do you get to be involved, or most of the times? Like, the there was the song from, uh, oh, what was was it madman it had the woman from dawn of the dead okay and then uh prom night two yeah hell yeah yeah, dude dude. i do so
1: basically i do all the songs and then sometimes we use like um stock music you know like if i can't make something or if i'm if it's just like hey it's easier to just plug something in whatever uh but yeah usually it's like either joe bob writes into the script austin has an idea for it and uh, Or I come up with something like, hey, wouldn't it be great if we do this? So yeah. and all of them have gotten through. So um, no spoilers, but we're sure. not done with musical numbers. Let's just put it that Hell way. Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it was, uh, was it last season's finale? Or no, it was the Valentine's Day one. You were like playing a lute or a sitar oh or God. something?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, was, I had dual recorders, double recorders coming oh, out. Oh, that's what it
0: was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah
1: and they like kind of gave that to me on the set I didn't even know what I was gonna be doing I got the freaking script like three minutes before we were shooting oh man hell yeah no joke and I'm like what I have like 40 lines (laughs) and uh it was funny I kept like looking at a guy uh I forgot his name he worked at the 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 the, the, uh, studio that we were shooting at and I kept saying like what's the first line and he's like I'm not the script supervisor (laughs) I was like man uh but they gave me the two recorders and I was like I used to um, take recorder lessons in school like we all did, right? Yeah. Did we all? I don't know. If we, we oh, did. yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and I sort of remembered how to do it, and I was able to uh, uh, sound out something that sounded slightly similar to the theme, but in like a nightmarish double recorder in my mouth right. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and so Joe Bob's like, keep doing that, keep doing that, you know? <laughs> It worked so, out. It was
2: fun. Do they just spring shit on you every week, and you're like, "Oh God, I got to figure this out"?
1: Um, sometimes, yes. Sometimes, no. It's you know, uh, again, it's it's a s- pretty small operation. It's not like we have a thousand people helping us. So sometimes right. it's like you got to do this, that, the other thing. Sometimes they want me to do something, and I'm like off, you know, picking something up or picking someone up at the airport. I pick up a lot of the uh, the celebrity guests when it wasn't COVID time, mm-hmm. so yeah. I do that too, and that's really cool to get to meet them one on one and oh, stuff yeah. like that yeah wait but, what um, this man
0: just said is that he was in a car with barbara crampton and we weren't all,
2: oh, i could tell you a story yeah. about barbara <laughs> oh, crampton. i would like to st- talk about barbara crampton for the next two hours
1: great. i got a story so it was this is really sad because i and i've apologized to her like four times and i think she's finally like just stop apologizing it's a non-issue <laughs> anymore um we were driving a set it was just me and her and she was a lovely person we had great conversations um but it was like early in the morning and a squirrel ran out in front of the car and I stopped short. And But her, the scream that came out of her was like true terror. She was like, ah! oh, no. <laughs> and, and I was like, there was a squirrel. And she's like, oh my God, did you run over it? And I looked at my rear view and I saw it running. I was like, no, thank God. But then I started, like, getting embarrassed. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She's like, no, I'm glad that you didn't kill it, you know. like. <laughs> but then I started, like, you know, I have, like, a really weird mind where I keep, like, dwelling on certain things where I'm like, I of hope course. they don't hate me. I hope they don't hate me for that. So I, like, apologized to her on Twitter a couple of times. Hey, Jesus. John. Yeah.
2: yeah. I have some news, buddy. That's anxiety. <laughs> That's anxiety. I have total anxiety. That's why, like,
1: I I, I've never been to therapy, but I'd like to try. I think I need it. Sure.
0: Yeah. 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 Man, dang. Everybody on
2: this podcast should just go to therapy. I
0: promise.
1: (laughs) Or this could be therapy. You just just, just say it out. If you say it out loud, it it doesn't stay in your mind. That's right. Absolutely.
0: That's why we do it. It's like when you have dreams, if you tell someone about it, you won't have them again. That's why I just tell everyone everything I've ever thought, so I don't have to think about them anymore. That's beautiful. (laughs) I
1: love that. Better out than in. That's That's right.
0: (laughs) So, since you're
2: so involved with all this, like, going to pick up people and everything, what's been your favorite story to come out of that? Like, what was your favorite experience working on the set in general and your favorite one with a celebrity guest?
1: Well, let me be honest with uh, one of them. I had heard from like two or three people about tom savini and how he like had an attitude at like a convention and i sort of was like oh i hope he's awesome and like you know whatever so i went to pick him up he was like the nicest fucking guy yeah he was like so gracious and cool and like telling stories like without even being prompted and i was just <laughs> like man i got to spend an afternoon with like tom savini man this is so cool and it makes me think that, like, sometimes at those conventions, people think that they're owed more than they actually are. Sure. Uh, you know, those th- those that guy's sitting there. Tom's sitting there behind a the table for, like, three, five, ten hours just signing autographs meeting hundreds and hundreds of people. And if he was, like, curt with you, it might have been for a reason. I don't know. I just it, – yeah. it made me think twice about, like, trusting people when they say he was a dick at a convention, you know?
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I understand that for sure. I – um, I'm always a little nervous, you know, cause I'm always like, man, like, I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. And I've met some people who were like super kind. And I've met some people who like, I don't think they cared. Like I met Bruce Campbell and the girl I was dating at the time. Like he just like looked at her boobs the whole time. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Hey, this is my girlfriend, Becca. Hey, this Hi, is John. Be- Nice to meet you. The reason uh, why
1: I wanted to be on FaceTime is because I actually, my girlfriend put lipstick on me earlier and I haven't taken it off. So I wanted you all to see.
2: Oh, we appreciate it. We're all about so, the visual aspect that nobody but us can see.
0: That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. We're always like, oh, we'll include pictures. We never include pictures. Like, Or it's like, <laughs> it's for us. It's only for us. Totally. <laughs> um, But, like, I met Bruce Campbell, and I was like, oh, man, I this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And he was just interested in my girlfriend with giant boobs. And I'm like, okay. And then, like, I've met other celebrities, and everyone's like, oh, they were kind of mean, and they were nothing but nice. And then, you know, like, the middle of the road, like... When I met Joe Bob Briggs, he talked to me for 90 minutes. Becca, Amazing. who you just saw in a second ago, she she and I walked up to him and we were like, hey, you know, we're big fans. And then he's like, oh, okay, cool. And he just talked to us and talked to us. And he had the huge line of people behind us. And he's like, they can wait. It's our time right now. And I'm like, this guy is so fucking cool. And then same thing with Felissa Rose. That woman was super sweet. She met my dad and I, and she talked to us for like 20 minutes. And I was like... Yeah, this rules. Like horror people seem to always be the people that are like truly the the kindest of the kind. You know, like
1: a hundred percent. I mean, they're, it's they're all every single person that came through. There was not a single like issue. They were all so cool. They were also uh, willing to do things like you know d- try any ideas. Yeah. As far as like what uh, Austin Jennings, the director, or like Joe Bob had, it's it was just so cool, and it's a blessing to meet all those people. Um, I don't know, like i will say though that i i did once or twice actually two years in a row i went to the porn oscars the AVNs with yeah. Troma. yeah dude those yeah. people are pretty fucking nice too
0: yeah <laughs> hell yeah. yeah
1: porn people are happy as fuck
0: yeah that's fair i've I, i've never heard anything bad about that either like i've got I've, I've heard like stories in passing or like people like a friend of mine his fiancee uh she she used to do stuff or maybe she still does for suicide girls and she was like at a convention and she was like oh yeah all those people are super nice and i'm like yeah so i'm nice. sure they are yeah yeah they Hell just yeah. have
1: sex for a living how could you be upset
0: sure yeah 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 it's the dream like it absolutely i can mute people on twitter that say weird stuff to me and i can just go about my day you know in theory it's that it's that happy right Oh, I think so.
1: I mean, you mute anybody who makes you unhappy on Twitter. I, that was something I learned uh, not too long ago, but it's really been a blessing for the last year or so. It's like mute, mute, block, block, mute. <laughs>
0: I remember three years ago because it was it was like a month after we had met him. I. I told Joe Bob about, about, this band I was in. Um, and I was like, all of our songs are about like, uh, eighties movies. And you know, like we've got this and that. And he's like, Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Okay. Here's uh here's the email. He gave me his assistant's email. He was like, here's this email, reach out to my assistant and you know, we'll try to get you on the show. And then he was and like, she was a nice lady about it. And then she told me to email Austin and Austin didn't reply. And I tweeted you and you were like, well that's my job. And I was like, Well that's fair. Like I, I don't even have any like I can't win that. <laughs> <That's true>. Like <laughs> you were just like what you want my job now? And I was like, Yeah, yeah you win. Like <laughs> You know how hard
1: I worked to get there, to this motherfucker <laughs> But uh actually if you want send in for the Joe where where are you guys located?
0: We're out of Akron. Um I'm in a different band where everything's only about slasher movies, but uh I sounds awesome. I, Thank you um, well, well I uh... <laughs> look,
1: send to uh, driveinjamboree Jamboree at uh, at gmail.com we're doing mm-hmm. a, a live show in Pennsylvania this
0: year we we have tickets for the Friday we couldn't oh, get cool. tickets for Saturday we'll I'm not I'm not like to... saying this like hey John, can you get us on guest list but we well, do no, have tickets for send Friday your
1: band send your band I'll send it to the team we're, we're all choosing what the bands are we're gonna we're gonna probably announce in early June. So yeah. send it to driveinjamboreebands uh, at gmail We're actively looking now. Like we haven't made a huge announcement about it, but sure. why not? This you know, if anybody wants to send them in, we'll we'll definitely consider you guys.
0: Oh What's man! Up? Well, thank you. Hell yeah! Yeah yeah! yeah. Hell yeah. yeah! Um, as far as uh. As far as like you know, we've talked about like the things that you've done that you enjoyed. Is there anything that like you haven't been able to do that you want to? You know, like uh, like the like the big dream oh, project yeah. or something.
1: Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. The reason why I got into any of this st- stuff to begin with was so that I could write and direct features. I haven't mm-hmm. done that yet, and I'm I'm old. I'm getting real old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, define um, real old, man. Oh, I'm 42, it's, no. and 42 is not really. I mean, No, that Dude, 42 is the new 97.
0: Oh man, is it Roger Corman like actually 97, and he made like yeah, 10 right. movies last year?
1: <laughs> yeah, but that that guy he cranks them out. I mean, that's amazing. Oh. I just want to like, I have like five really good to me. They're really good uh, ideas yeah. that I would like to get done, and then I'll retire. Like, just five. I just need five chances. Sure. Yeah. Fuck it. No, just give me one goddamn chance and that'll lead to the next one. <laughs>
2: and if um, Lloyd's not paying for it, he'll do anything. So just bitch it to him.
1: Well, see, that's the thing is like I have different tiers, of course. There's like the $10,000 movie. There's the right. $250,000 movie. And then there's the million dollar movie. <laughs> um, I'm Actually, I'm going to probably make the $10,000 movie very soon. So that'll be like a test to see. Um, I'm working with Zach Amico. Who is uh, a podcaster? Uh, he has a show called Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show and by Guys on uh, the Gas Digital Network. He's a genius, and I have an idea where I, I want him to play Dracula. He's he's also a trauma guy. Hell yeah! So um, yeah, I want to make I want to make the most disgusting Dracula movie ever made.
0: This sounds uh, like a dream. <laughs> it's a
1: dream, and it's called Gross. Feratu. Gross Oh shit. feratu a.k.a. Hell Disgusting yeah. Dracula. So we're working on the script now, and uh, we're basically going to pull out all the favors that we possibly can, like, over the summer and into the fall, and then release yeah. it. Yeah, man.
0: Hell yeah, dude. That sounds fucking awesome.
1: Oh, it's going to be great. The tagline is, uh, gross-out comedies are dead, now they're undead. <laughs> oh,
0: shit, that's really
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And we're gonna have all the fucking uh, monsters in there. We got the Wolf Man, the Invisible Man, all that shit. It'll be great. Man, we're on yeah. the press yeah. for
2: that. Come back. We'd love to oh, talk. I definitely about will.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah. so. Once once the jamboree is done, uh, and then whatever, if we find out about season four and stuff like that, hopefully, fingers crossed, that comes to fruition. Then I'll plan accordingly in between the schedule and make that yeah. Shit happen. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah, dude. That sounds awesome. And I mean, that's so. The other thing is like. The I, I understand, you know, being optimistic and not like being too big, but like is there anything not not to knock Shudder, but is there anything Shudder's doing that's like bigger than you guys? Like I feel like you guys are like the the fucking breaking bad of Shudder. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, uh, we definitely are like the one of their biggest draws, but I believe that like Creep Show oh, fair itself is just I mean, come on, Creepshow they just made, in my opinion, the best episode uh, I haven't watched the last two, but the the season premiere this year was fucking yes. incredible, dude. Dude, yeah. that that
0: Evil Dead thing with Ted Raimi, both of them, the monster, the little kid, kid? yeah,
1: both, and and the Ted Raimi one. That was the best yeah. episode they've done, and that to me feels the closest to like old creep show. And I hope that they keep doing that because I'm a fan, and um, you know that's that I would say is like their real flagship show because how could you beat Stephen King and Greg Nicotero? Sure. And, sure. of course, Romero and Spirit.
0: Right. I, I completely understand. And I, I will say, like, that's fair. Because, I mean, Blade and I are both diehard Creepshow fans. Uh, totally. I, I've seen Creepshow 3. Like, I'll, I'll do anything for the name of Creepshow. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I think that show's great. And I think that's just, like... I kind of like I put on my blinders and I'm just like there's nothing above Joe Bob like Joe Bob is God and well, then you're like the well there is Creepshow opinion... and I'm like all right that's fair
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's fair but that but I believe in, in my personal opinion I don't know about the numbers and who's looking at what right but it's it's you can't deny the fact that every single time that we live stream we we trend on twitter like that's yeah that dude. means that the, the the fans are out there they're watching it live and that's yeah. the way to experience it that's what sets this show apart from all the rest is that we have that communal experience
0: absolutely yeah and, then, and, and
1: i'm i'm surprised more places don't do that
2: i'm sure that you get like people listening will know but like when you guys came back for that first little marathon, you broke fucking shutter. You just, yeah. just broke Shudder. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember, oh my gosh, my dad was so excited because like I knew who Joe Bob was. Like I, I I had a shutter account and I knew like what we were getting into, but I I'm 26, so I never got to see Joe Bob do anything like live. And sure. then um we we're, we're watching it and Shutter is just like eating shit over and over again. We watched like 10 minutes of Reanimator, 5 minutes of Hellraiser, and then like a half hour of Boggy Creek and it just kept dying over and over again. And we're just like, "Well, okay. All right. All right." And then you know like 3 days later when it went up, we're just like, "Fuck it, 24-hour binge." And like that's what we did. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. Yeah, that My... was uh that was a wild time because while it's sad that that wasn't um working for everybody sure it let us know we're like oh shit this it's so it's in such high demand that it's actually crushing right. the uh the servers holy crap so that's kind of <laughs> like you kind of don't want it to happen but when it happens it's like that means people like it that means people want yeah it.
0: it's like one of the, it's like the cool kind of accident like you know like i broke a bed from banging this girl too hard or something <laughs> you know like
1: <laughs> great analogy uh, that's right <laughs> up my alley
0: i love that <laughs> You got to know your audience, you know. <laughs> um, so what, uh, what's what's next for you personally, you know, aside from the Jamboree? Like what else? Is there something else you'd like to promote? Like what else would you like to talk about?
1: Uh, as far as promote, like, I mean, I'm working on a, a, a hundred different things. Um, of course. <laughs> and some of them I can't talk about yet. Others I can. So like, uh, for instance, talking about trauma, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. I produced yeah. this movie with uh, Justin Martell, who is one of the executive producers on the Last Drive-in. Uh, we pro- him and I produced it with Lloyd Kaufman and Pat Kaufman, his wife. Oh, and, cool! Yeah, it's it's a it's an adaptation of The Tempest. William Shakespeare's The Tempest. Oh,
0: right on. Okay, so it's
1: a spiritual sequel to Romeo and Juliet.
0: Right on! Oh, Hell yeah! yeah. When's and that Lloyd tro- plays.
1: Uh, well, so we shot it in 2018. Finished it at the tail end of 2019, and of course, what happened? The oh, goddamn yeah. pandemic. <laughs> uh, you know, we had a premiere at um, the Fantasia Film Festival in August 2020, which was amazing. Um, and now, after that, we're kind of deciding like, what are we going to do? You know, it's it played at like a secret screening or whatever. But now that things are opening back up, I think what we're what the plan is to, is to have Lloyd do a traveling road show. Right and on. go around, to, you know, around the country with the movie and just show it. And I can't wait for people to see this thing because while, uh, you know, who knows it's subjective of what's the best Troma movie, this and that. It's definitely, sure. uh, it's one of the best, in my opinion, because of the level of effects that we got, the level of acting, the, just the talent behind it is, is incredible. And the fact that it's a spiritual sequel to Tromeo and Juliet, my personal favorite yeah. movie is very special. So, uh, and Lloyd plays a dual role. He plays a, his brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, like, lots of Lloyd Kaufman in this, and he gives a stellar performance. Yeah. Stellar. Hell yeah. Performance. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. And we are also, this is an, an interesting tidbit, we're the first American production to shoot over in Albania. And... Uh, we shot on, like, you know, Justin Martel set it up. He got, like, the military to help and all this stuff. And we shot on, like, a a, a Coast Guard boat there. And there's, like, whales jumping over and shitting all over the boat. It was amazing. So, got lots of shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like the ultimate trauma scene. It's so good. Um, so that, that's really cool. And then after that, I actually have a couple of records coming out this summer. Oh yeah. um, yeah. Through Through Ship to Shore. I can't announce, Ship to Shore, who puts out all like the 45s for the Joe Bob show. Yeah. We're doing two LPs. I can't announce exactly what those LPs are, but they're coming. Mm -hmm. So look for those in like June, July. We'll make a big announcement.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Fantastic. I, I think that's cool. And I, I think it's great because every time I try to buy any of those forty fives, they sell out in like a fucking day. So I mean that's the, the, fucking cool I, too. <laughs> I couldn't
1: even get the crisp I couldn't even get the Christmas one. <laughs> I got like yeah, one that, copy of the that Christmas one. That box
0: set was so cool and it was gone within like an hour, and I was like, Well fuck me, I guess. Alright. Like Man, I'll
1: see
0: you. But that's I think records. that's great, man. Hell yeah. Well I think it's <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, stay tuned to uh, Ship to Shore PhonoCo or Ship to Shore Media, I believe is the is the website, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll have updates. I think that they're going to do reissues and stuff like that, but n- not at the moment. But coming up, they'll probably right. reissue some of those.
0: Yeah. Man, okay. That's great news for um. You. I uh. I I always see people talk about it online, and when I when I had met him i asked and joe bob like said you know we can't do halloween 3 because the licensing is a nightmare blah 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 are you guys like actively pushing for that is that like a whole team against this man is this hogzilla part two do you also hate halloween 3 where where are you at on that
1: uh no i actually kind of enjoy halloween 3 i'm not obsessed with it in any major way sure uh but i i think it's (laughs) fine I, i i've enjoyed it so um it's it's. I don't think it's a conspiracy, uh, but who knows? I, I mean, maybe Joe Bob and his grand scheme is uh, building up Halloween three so huge that it'll be the fucking series finale, and everybody will lose their minds and their heads will start melting like in the movie because that seems to be what, the only thing that anybody talks about half the time online. Is like, is it Halloween three?
2: I mean, I and. It's my favorite movie of the franchise. I would be so oh, wow. over the moon if it happens. Like, I'd be well, so Well, look, me too. Happy.
1: I would love it. Because I would love to see... That would explode. Like, you thought that the servers crashed during the first yeah. marathon. If he plays Halloween 3, nobody's getting to watch it live.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, Darcy doing that Patreon thing. Like, he did it in the 80s. And she's like, I'm looking every day. Please stop emailing me. Like, I'm fucking looking. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that'll be cool. That, that archive stuff is really cool, and I can't wait until more of it sees the light of day. It's going to be great. Yeah. Oh,
2: man. Do you know how much there actually truly is? Like, is she all sitting this, on this, mountain All of it.
1: I, I, as far as I know, it's it's probably most of it, or if not all of it. I mean, I heard little tidbits about it, but it's it's all the sure. Monster Vision master tapes.
2: Yeah. Man, that's Hell fantastic yeah. news. Yeah, right, or, or right.
1: a majority of them. You know, some of them may be right. missing, but I'm pretty sure Joe Bob kept his archives pretty, you know, and I believe uh, somebody before that, Crystal House, the editor of um, The Last Drive-In, she was in charge of the archives for, like, a, a, maybe a decade or so. And then Darcy uh, transferred it to L.A. so that she they can start to now, like, digitize them.
0: Yeah. So, God,
2: yeah. That's so exciting to hear about. Like, the reason why I asked you earlier is if you still have all of your stuff from, like, middle school, high school is because, like, super interested in archival stuff and i think it's super important these days and to hear that like joe bob was so meticulous about it really makes me happy because that would be stuff that it's just gone if he wasn't so meticulous about it it'd be gone now
1: totally Uh, i'm a big even if like and my mother's this way too for me she's like anything that happens she like saves the thing and this and that so i know like god forbid when she passes on she'll have like this whole archival thing for me plus all the stuff that i've saved i mean I'm sort of a pack rat in a way, and I have all kinds of stuff. I, I save like every single card, or birthday card, or Christmas card I've ever gotten. Hell so, yeah! <laughs> it's really interesting to go back and look at that sort of stuff.
0: I uh, I think that rules. I I to a degree, I get it, but it's like my thing is like when it's been like seven years and I have a card that I can't read anymore. I'm like, I don't even know who this is from, and then yeah. that's when I throw it out. You know, I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I love saving um, old stuff. As far as uh, as far as the jamboree, is there any uh, there any like uh, secrets or tips you can you can throw at us about uh, what's going on, like no, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday?
1: No, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, I think they announced everything uh, at this point, other than what the actual movies are and who like yeah. the actual acts are. Uh, yeah. So those things will start to roll out in June and early July. Uh, but it's, it's just, you know, it, 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 if anybody didn't get tickets like such as yourself, right. don't worry because there's whispers of making this, uh, 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 more, uh, in the future and not just one time. Like Joe Bob wants right. to do this sort of thing, not only at the Mahoning again, but in other places around the country. So yeah. hopefully if this is a huge success, uh, Joe Bob's able to tour with it and, uh, that would be sick because, uh. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be like uh, Lollapalooza for uh, Mutants.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm I'm really excited for Friday night. I think that'll be cool because of all the, like, local – or not local stuff, but, like, smaller stuff, you know, like getting to see, like, actual, like, independent film and stuff like that. I think that'll be really interesting. My thing was, like, I was trying so hard for the all-day Saturday that when I finally gave up and was like, okay, I'll buy Friday night, I actually looked at Friday and was like, I should have been trying for Friday all day. I could have had a fucking barbecue with you guys, and it was like you know I went to get a ticket, and it was like Friday night at 6 p.m. was my option, and I was like, well, this is still cool, but I could have had a barbecue, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, all right, whatever, you know, take what you can get.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's just you know the nature of the beast is only in whatever. But again, yeah. like I said, I think this is, as far as I know, I've heard whispers of a yearly event but i've also heard whispers of maybe doing it in other cities and stuff so yeah yeah right Man, on. that'd be
2: wicked there's a couple yeah. of drive-ins like 30 40 minutes for me they would be perfect for it they're massive it'd be fantastic i'd love to see something like that in my neck of the woods absolutely yeah and it, and, it,
1: and it's something that like i think if if you get it down to a science it's something that could travel and actually do like you know a week 10 days in a row or whatever like two oh, yeah. three weekends in a row something like that like an actual tour
0: Yeah. And there, I mean, like, you know, just thinking about like, you know, so it's, it's in like Leighton or Leighton. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's in like the Philly area. There's at least one cool one in Pittsburgh. There's like five or six in Northeast Ohio where I live. Blade's like three hours for me. There's three or four up there. New York has to have some sort of drive-in, I'm sure, you know, like that. You know that's like four fucking days right there. <laughs> like... Sure,
1: yeah, four or four weekends. You just go back and forth, back yeah. and forth, or whatever it might yeah. be.
0: Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. If
1: it happens, uh, I'm, I would love to. We'll see what happens. Yeah,
0: though. <laughs> yeah. We're we're planning this unofficial thing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're
1: all we're all pontificating. But all I, all I know is that uh, this one's gonna be great. This season's great. This this upcoming episodes are really really great and um i just hope it continues for a very long time because it's a pleasure Hell to be yeah. A part yeah god of
2: it. me too man i really hope yeah. it goes until at least somebody's like all right it's been 20 years we got to really let this go <laughs> hey
1: you never know like uh, one thing that shudder i hope um this is a personal preference is that eventually they get to start doing like action movies too not just horror because um right joe bob commenting on some of these action movies like you know like i would love to see him do like a Jackie chan movie or something like that you know
0: yeah Well, and, like, he, I I remember he did an interview with AV Club a couple years ago, and he talked about, like, all these, like, essentially, like, redneck movies, you know, it was, like, car chase movies and stuff like that, and he's, like, everyone wants me to talk about horror, but he's, like, that's not even where I started, he's, like, I can talk about literally anything, he's, like, I just get, like, horror and only horror.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you get Joe Bob doing commentary on one of those Burt Reynolds moonshine uh, movies. Yeah, yeah it's like divine, divine inspiration is <laughs> something.
0: It's so good. I think, I think that that would be cool. Just like six movies, but he does like various genres. Like I want him to do like an a 24 period piece, like Joe Bob talking <laughs> about the lighthouse and then like oh Texas chainsaw God. Two, And then like, 13 going on 30, like, just, like, the most ridiculous lineup yeah. of bullshit, like, I think that'd be great, like, oh, it's amazing, <laughs> I'd love to see him
1: do my, uh, I've said this in the past, my ultimate episode of The Last Drive-In would be yeah. a double feature of Phantom of the Paradise and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and oh, as, hell the, yeah. as the guest, you get Paul Williams, uh, hell I, I mean, yeah. it would be, it would be, that would be... But you can't because I think Rocky Horror is now Disney and they're, yep. you know, the devil. Oh, yeah. It's yeah.
2: fucking... <laughs> so, something else I wanted to ask about because this relates into the fact that Disney is the goddamn devil and I will never support the mouse with money ever
0: again. Uh, so... I will,
1: but I, I you know. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> as,
0: as John's wearing a Club Obi-Wan shirt and I've got, like, exactly. five Star Wars tattoos, I uh, I have to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have to. Right, Star well. Wars, Indiana Jones, like, um, I have to. You guys are
2: killing yep. me. They're, uh... There's rumors they're starting to push away physical media, and I wanted to ask, like, I know licensing a fucking nightmare, but do you think there'd be a way for us to get even just the, like, Joe Bob segments, like, on a physical media release? Like, that would be fantastic.
1: For which Last movie? Drive-In. Like, for any of them. For oh, for any, any of them? Uh, I believe Shout Factory has already done a cut. Co- like, I think the Ice Cream Man was released with Monster Vision uh, interstitials, and I think oh, that the, cool. the Blu-ray of Scare Package... comes with the joe bob stuff so they they're starting to do stuff like that and i i I don't i don't want to like say anything out of turn because i don't know if this is the ultimate plan but i think part of the 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 idea of digitizing the monster vision stuff is that hopefully some places will want to use the monster vision stuff for physical media that would be awesome yeah that would be
2: fantastic darcy did mention trying to get a blu-ray out of stuff that like she can legally get a blu-ray out of
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, another thing you're talking about, um, I know it's off of the physical media topic, but as far as just Joe Bob only, they just released a lot of the most of the rants uh, as Joe Bob only segments on Shudder.
0: I was just about to ask. Yeah, Yeah. because I like I, I love all that stuff, but it's like, you know you you gain and lose the rights to like reanimator you know like cuz you guys exactly. have to rebuy them every 6 months or whatever and it's like i know every time someone would ask darcy was like we're trying we're trying and shutter was always like dead silent and it was always darcy being like hey i swear shutter's trying and shutter just dead air and i'm like yeah. when the fuck is this happening so i'm glad it's finally happening i kind of just gave up i was like look if i don't watch it in that opening weekend i'm fucked like and that was my commitment to it was watch it friday fall asleep halfway through movie two and then Sunday afternoon rewatch movie two and then just accept it, you know, cause I was like shutters yeah. taking their time. like.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they're up. And uh, it's, I think it's a great thing because like you said, there's some of the licenses fall out and um, it, it's a shame to lose the Joe Bob material because everybody, including uh, Austin Jennings, jo- Joe Bob themselves worked insanely hard and then look at everybody underneath that like we all have to do crazy things to get those episodes yeah. done yeah, so to yeah, have yeah. them out so that people can enjoy them is really special and Absolutely. Um, hopefully they keep putting those up and that and hopefully the monster vision stuff could start to come out like that That'll be yeah
0: sad. yeah hell yeah um so a couple more questions uh what uh what's like what's your favorite horror movie or i guess what's your favorite movie in general if you want to do that
1: Well, uh, whatever I think about something like this as far as, like, favorite, it's so Uh hard. But so I think in terms of, like, infinitely rewatchable. Sure. And uh, uh, the one that springs to mind the the fastest is – or two, Goodfellas and Weird Science – I can sure. Watch absolutely. Those movies, anytime, any day, like from the middle or the very end, it doesn't matter if it's on. I'll leave it on and like just watch it. It's like yeah, it's like a warm blanket. Those two movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a yeah, hundred yeah. more movies like that, but uh, those are probably like my most watched for sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. And then what are like two movies that like you saw once and you're just like the next time I watch this I'll have a gun in my mouth like never oh, again. I'll. I'll I, I,
1: <laughs> well. I don't know if this is true, but I I don't want to ever watch Sallow again. Sure. And then I saw one of those August Underground movies where it's like... You ever see those Mortem or... Oh, uh... yeah. I've seen them all. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I watched one of those and, like, he, like, cuts open and then he fucks the wound and, like... Yeah, I don't think I want to ever see. Extreme that one. horror <laughs>
2: is not for you, and that's what you've told me here today. <laughs> no, no, I still
1: love extreme horror. I love like mermaid in a manhole, and, like stuff oh, like that. It. But God, there was Guinea something about so good. Yeah, there was something about like the the Mortem ones because there's no story, and it's de- it's done on like it's like found footage, and it's like right. so real that that is what turns me off about so, it. Is the realism. I have yeah. I love fantasy. To
2: Fred talk a bunch and like. I'm not a fan of the August Underground movies. I'm not going to try to come off like that. I'm not a fan of them. But basically, he created them as like the first one, especially as like a special effects reel to show what he can do.
1: That's what's amazing about them. And that's why <clears> I respect <throat> them so highly is that those effects are so real to me that I'm actually re- repulsed when I watch it. And that's <laughs> just, uh, he's a master at the craft. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. And I respect them a lot. I don't like those movies. They're garbage but
1: they're the hard effects to watch are so <laughs> good <The> effects <laughs> are amazing i mean like how did they do it without cutting half the time it's like one long shot and they have like seven effects going on and like yeah. it all looks real and they hide they somehow hide the effect i don't know um so that's that and as far as saying like i wouldn't watch it again it just made me feel sick thinking um in terms of realism but in terms yeah. of thinking about it as a movie making it's fucking brilliant Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. So
0: I like seeing, you know, like going backwards, like seeing a movie like Effects, you know. Like Effects is cool. It's it's got like the I'm convinced that movie was just funded by Romero so his friends could like do coke and make a movie. But like (laughs) the idea, you know, like they're making a snuff film and it's all this stuff, blah blah blah. But then to see that go forward with things like extreme horror, but then extreme horror from like various countries where like each country has, like, something they're really good at, and they're all, like, fucked up in their own way, you know? Like, the Asian horror, like, I mean, watching Audition last week or a couple weeks ago, like, Audition's a great example of, like, someone's ability, and that was 20 fucking years ago, and then, you know, like, watching, like, german stuff or anything else like the french extreme stuff the first time i watched high tension i like wanted to cry and that's even like low on the extreme level you know and i was just like oh my gosh like that little kid gets shot in the head and then like everything else and i'm like fuck dude and i think it's fascinating that like they're going further and further and then um seeing that between like 20 years ago and then like now just the huge shift Forward, and then even like the early 80s with effects and then like how people got so pissed about stuff. I remember a couple of years ago reading that uh like they wanted to make all these games that were like Freddy vs. Jason games or Friday the 13th games, Nightmare games and they were like the minute someone actually dies in the game is when they shut it down and so it was always like had to be like spooky monsters and stuff and I'm like, okay, all right and everyone's like the further they go from it they're just like, yep, we're straying from God as far as we can <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. Some some of those, uh, I don't know. Like uh, you know, everybody talks about a Serbian film, right? Right. It's
2: it's fine. It, it's <laughs> fine. it is what
1: it is. It's not. I don't. Yeah. I didn't really think that one was that like horrible. I mean, there's a few horrible scenes, but like, yeah. If yeah. You really, if anybody out there has not seen those Mortem movies or whatever they're called, August, August Underground, Underground. Yeah, watch yeah. those. See what you do. <laughs> if somebody needs help
2: finding them, let me know. they're
1: they're there look you know like you said i'm not a fan of extreme uh the truth is one uh christmas eve i actually rented that movie headless
2: oh shit so did you see the movie that (laughs) that movie is based in found yep did we lose john
0: uh-oh oh Oh, no hello hey hello there we go hey i was like what happened
1: (laughs) about it no so um christmas eve i i got home with from my family party and everybody went to bed and i was like i don't want to watch a Christmas movie what the fuck and i yeah. remember hearing about that headless movie and i rented it and it's like halfway through i'm like man it is christmas eve maybe i shouldn't be watching this dreary shit <laughs> 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 but that's like what i love horror so like it any time of day any holiday it doesn't matter it's always horror yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So, yeah, we were going to, like, since you cut out, uh, for anybody listening, Headless is a fake movie that got turned into a real movie, which is, like, the weirdest concept to me. It was originally a movie in a movie called Found. Found is, it's, it's good. I can say it's good. It didn't hold up as well as I wanted it to, like, years later watching it again. But it was a good watch. I didn't waste my time.
1: Wow. Both of them were good. The, the Headless movie, that that just that design is amazing.
2: Like the effect skull. work on Headless is pretty damn good.
1: Oh, it's so good. So, yeah, I love all that shit. I, I'll give anything a try once. But I like like I say, I won't watch Solo again. It's just so harrowing. And then to know what really happened to him and, you know, he's executed for his art. Like, that's, that's really fucking sad.
2: I think that yeah. movie is fantastic. And it's one of the only Criterion releases I'm still chasing to this day. I still really want that Blu-ray.
1: I got it. My girlfriend got it. She has Hell it on the yeah. shelf in here. Yeah, I, she was like, "Oh, we gotta watch it again." I'm like, "What are you out of your mind?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be a long time, man, before John. I if it. I
2: got an extreme recommendation for you, it's Martyrs. Like, it's the most. Oh, I love Martyrs. Yeah,
1: fantastic <laughs> fucking movie. Yeah, I thought. See, now that movie had a point. Uh, as far as like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I, for me, the extreme gore in that movie. When they got to the end, I was like, wow, it's really, like, sort of uh, inspiring and, like, amazing that they used violence in that way. It makes sense. The movie
2: has a real plot and purpose, and I think that nobody should discard it because it's so extreme. It's just... It's a fantastic horror movie, and I recommend it to everybody.
1: I didn't see the remake, though. Is the remake good?
2: Nope. Don't we okay. don't do that here.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I saw the the original. The original was so it was actually quite beautiful. Like when you when you sit back and think about why that person went through all that.
2: Yeah, that movie. I still think about the ending very periodically. I'll think uh, about it and just be like, "Fuck, that was such a good movie." Oh yeah, I love that
1: <laughs> shit. Yeah. Any more recommendations? Let me know. I like seeking that sort of stuff out.
2: Oh, man, I could go on. I will hit you up outside of this. All right,
0: great, great, great. The three-hour podcast where Blade and John are just like, yo, have you seen this fucked-up movie? I cried for, like, three days. John, you want to come
2: back and just talk about this shit? (laughs) Because, like, I'm free. You you want to know the
1: movie that made me cry the most in my life? What's up? Yeah. Lucas with uh, Corey Haim and Charlie Sheen. I've never you heard of that. You ever see it. that movie? When Oh, no. go go seek this movie. Uh, supposedly, this is the movie where Charlie Sheen, behind the scenes, actually raped Corey Haim. Uh, as oh, my gosh. Corey Feldman re- revealed that. I mean, th- th- yeah. that that's makes me sick to this day to know that. But when I was a kid, the end of that movie made me cry so many times. And now I cry for a different reason.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, of Corey yeah.
1: Feldman's revelations.
0: 1986.
1: All right. Yeah, well, check out Lucas. It's like a really good underrated um like coming of age movie before Corey hame was famous.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah, dude. Um man. I'm like I'm, like, I'm caught up in this now, damn. Uh <laughs> Well, thank you so much, John, for real. Uh I I really appreciate you coming on to do this. I uh I appreciate you just putting up with us, like punishing you with just dumb shit on top of dumb shit. So thank you. Oh,
1: well, I loved every minute of this, and now it's eight twenty three. The countdown has started. Yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah. Uh, you know, go watch some Joe Bob Briggs and tune in every <laughs> oh, yeah. single Friday for the last drive-in on Shutter. It's a, it's a great show, and even oh. if I wasn't on it, I'd watch it.
0: All of us recommend. Thank it. Thank you, John. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> the. The plan was like you know interview the people that we want to talk to, interview the people that we're interested in, and also just request every single member of the last drive-in talk to us. Like if this dude did lighting for one episode, like hey, what's up, man? What are you doing right now? You work at Lowe's? That's cool. Let's talk yeah, about you it. Be, like <laughs> uh, you
1: talk, talk to Austin Jennings, man. That guy's a walk. He is, actually, I think it's in his Twitter uh, bio. He's a walking VCR, a walking VCR. The guy knows everything. <laughs> if you think. Man anybody knows anything encyclopedic knowledge that dude knows fucking wing ha- wings hauser movies that nobody's even heard of like. set us yeah. up a contact let's get it yeah, going. yeah. Right. well we'll cool. bug
0: you off uh off camera about everyone else like yo we need to talk to yuki right now like oh yeah <laughs> i'm fascinated by yuki like legitimately that dude blows my mind i i want to know everything there is to know about him he is so he's used in like these split little moments and it's so perfect we lost John again. Oh, there you are! Oh, I, I, no, there we go. I, I hear you. All right, hey, <laughs> hey
2: again.
1: That's weird because what what's weird is that both the audio and the video went out at the same exact time. Maybe that's so. A that sign. must be on my end. That's yeah, maybe that's a sign.
0: Yeah, <laughs> John, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Uh, I think this will this will go up two Mondays from now I don't even know what that's going to be the the 16th 17th I don't I don't know because cool. yeah they go up on they go up on Monday
1: yeah let me know when they're out and I'll promote thank you guys so much Absolutely. for having me here I'm thank at you. Bad Techno at Twitter by the way Twitter and Instagram Thank you. At Bad yeah. Techno at Bad yeah, Techno yeah, yeah.
0: at Bad Techno <laughs> at Bad Techno our new friend John Brennan thank you John uh, thanks so much for listening uh, I love you all I'll see you guys on the other side I don't know what to say this week have bye have
2: a good night y'all